Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, episode 136. What big mergers can tell us about new opportunities in 2018? This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. And as always, even in the middle of a snowstorm, it's a pleasure to join you for another episode of Growth Ignitors Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And if you're listening for the first time, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to their next level of game-changing success. So Pam, today let's take a look at signals that point the way to novel opportunities for growth ahead. That's right. We've got a lot of that going on right now. And one of the ways we can do this is by understanding the strategic impact of the big mergers that are happening as we're ending the first quarter of 2018. This enables us to detect signals for what the future holds, and it makes a big difference for CEOs, C-suites, and boards who are focused on positioning their companies to be the disruptors and not the disrupted. Yeah, we're seeing that more and more deals are challenging traditional boundaries. We've got, for instance, Amazon and Whole Foods, which is an interesting Mm -hmm. acquisition. And this can profoundly touch every facet of our daily lives and our customers' expectations. And if we look at this in a broader sense, not just who's buying whom or who's merging together with whom, understanding the implications can enable us to make bold decisions about how our own companies respond and grow now and in the future. And that's why we're glad to be speaking again with our friend, Ben Gomez-Caceres. He is an expert in the strategy of business combinations who's been studying, teaching, and consulting on this topic for 30 years. Ben first joined us in episode 91, way back, where we discussed his newest book, Remix Strategy, The Three Laws of Business Combinations. And he returned in episode 114 when we discussed the competitive advantages of creating alliance constellations. Ben has published four other books, as well as many academic and managerial articles. He's a professor at the International Business School of Brandeis University. Previously, he was a professor at Harvard Business School, and before that, an economist at the World Bank. Ben holds degrees from Harvard, Princeton, and Brandeis. A native of Curacao, he speaks four languages. You can see Ben's complete bio by going to growthignitersradio.com, selecting episode 136, and scrolling down to resources. Ben, welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Pam and Scott. It really is a pleasure to be here and to be back. I feel like I'm on Saturday Night Live. This is my third appearance. <laughs> That's right. Do That's I, right. Do when I you get, get a to t-shirt? Like- yeah, well, well, when you get to five, you get a pin. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a real pleasure talking to you again. Thank you for inviting me. 
Oh, there's so much going on that it's it's timely. At yes, the uh, very beginning of the year, you wrote an article that appeared in the Harvard Business Review about what the big mergers of 2017 can tell us about 2018. That caught my eye. As we come to the close of first quarter 2018, which I cannot believe we're at, what is the current state of the great business remix that you described? Well, thank you for noticing that article. It's uh, one of these year-end articles. There are so many at the time. But what struck me is that uh, w- you know we're at a peak of the number of mergers and deals that are being done. And it's historic. But at the same time, it also has consequences. We have to think about the future impact, in a way, uh, of all this restructuring. And the way I do think about it is, like you said, it's a business remix. It's where we Mm -hmm. mix the assets that used to be in one industry or one company into another industry and another company. And and that's how we get innovation. Uh, In many ways, that's what drives the economy. And so in a lot of ways, it really is playing the game differently. It is a change of the game. It is, it is playing the game differently, and it is also changing the game when you do that. Mm-hmm. So it takes a game changer to make some of these deals. And I, I don't mean just the big deals. Now, my article is about the big mergers because that's right. what people read about, and we can comment on that. But there are so many other ways in which this business remix takes place at lower levels of business or in smaller quantities. So we're talking about a few million or, or not a billion. And therefore, yeah. I think this has implications. The way we think about these mergers has implications for businesses large and small and for uh, startups as well as for sort of mature businesses trying to reinvent their business because that's what this is about reinventing your business absolutely and we'll dive deeper into that a little bit later Mm -hmm. now you mentioned that there were actually thousands of deals in this past year and there are more now of all kinds what's behind the trend and, and what are the implications going forward Yeah, so the trend is a culmination of long-term trends that have been going on for a while. For example, technology. I mean, we all know that. I don't have to tell you, but it revolutionizes everything we do. And therefore, it revolutionizes how we do things. Mm -hmm. So in the article, I talk talk about how we make things or, or how we buy things or what we watch or how our health is managed. All of those things are affected uh, by the technological revolution that we've been living in for the last 30 years or more. Uh, the other thing is also uh, also been a long-standing trend is you might call it globalization. Well, by that I mean yeah. that there are multiple centers of production uh, all over the world and multiple companies that can produce things and make things mm-hmm. and think about things. So those two forces have been there and they continue to be there and they come to a head because companies now have to reorient themselves, remix their assets in order to respond to them and to, and to succeed in that new environment. So what can we see from the most remarkable deals over the past year so far? And what does that tell any leader about finding opportunities for their own company's growth? Well, look, um, at this very moment, uh, to you know, the listeners who are listening to this uh, live uh, know that uh, in Washington, there is uh, the, the court case of uh, AT&T Time Warner's merger, which is yeah. being challenged by the Justice Department. Uh, That is the biggest merger, I think, to be challenged in this way, and it's going to have consequences whichever way uh, the courts rule. So that is a big merger uh, around the area of what we watch, how we entertain ourselves, how we get news. Uh, And like that, there are others that are either have been done or are being contemplated uh, between other players, either content providers or or, uh, what we call the telecom providers. So that's something that's very hot right now. There are other sectors that I think all are being affected by what we're talking about. The other sector that's very current is the healthcare industry. Um, Mm -hmm. At at the big level, that is an industry that is 
undergoing a lot of remix uh, at all parts of the value chain, from, from the hospital delivery to the drug manufacturing and delivery, to the pharmacy management systems, to the insurance systems, and to the government regulation. All of those are being changed as a result of that. Uh, again, the companies who are going to be game changers are trying to make deals uh, that, that position themselves what they think of as better for that new environment. Uh, and other companies then have to respond to the change that has in the game that has taken place. So mm -hmm. health right. is another big one. Uh, everything else around how we live and work, um, that's what I say in that article. I mean, how we, how we make things, uh, how we manufacture things, how we develop things, uh, how we shop, where we shop, what we shop for. Yeah. I think all of those are being uh, affected. Sort of at the high level, you can see this remix taking place uh, in, in, in all these areas. So the great remix impacts all of us. And Absolutely. that's a great place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Ben Gomez-Caceres, author of Remix Strategy, about the great remix and its impact on our daily lives. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful leaders and their companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation, growth, and success. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners, of course, and especially our many new listeners. If you're not already subscribed to our Growth Igniters community, you can get even more value by signing up. You'll receive reminders of our new bi-weekly podcasts, along with a link to a page filled with all kinds of resources. On off weeks, you'll receive a Growth Igniters post, a two-minute read. So go to growthignitersradio.com and click the red Sign Up Now button at the top right of the page. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with Ben Gomez-Caceres, author of Remix Strategy, about what big mergers can tell us about new opportunities in 2018. Ben, how can people find out more about you and your books? Well, great. Thank you for asking. The book is available everywhere and on Amazon. It's called Remix Strategy, The Three Laws of Business Combination, and it is published by Harvard Business Review Press, uh, date 2015. Uh, and they can go to my website, which is uh, similar, www.remixstrategy.com. And that has chapters and, and, and other blogs and articles that explain my ideas that are also in the book. And of course, you can access all of this, too, by visiting growthignitersradio.com, episode 136, and scrolling down under resources for some of the links. Getting back to our conversation. In the first segment, we discussed how understanding the strategic impact behind big deals can enable us to see signals for being the disruptor and not the disrupted. And you started to tell us about the great remix strategy and the effects on our daily lives. You were talking to us about healthcare, for instance, which is a huge issue. We're seeing a lot of uh, M&A activity going on around that. What do you see? Yeah. Yes, uh, what I see is that you have to kind of think about the whole industry to understand these deals. And the whole industry, by that I mean the, what we call the value chain. So yeah. in this value chain, uh, you know, the big players are who? And the doctors and hospitals that deliver healthcare, 
the next uh, big players would be the pharmaceutical companies and the medical device makers. They make the tools uh, and the medicines that go into healthcare. And uh, the uh, insurance industry is uh, another link in this chain because they cover and, uh, and pay for some of these things. And, and finally, there's the delivery of these drugs uh, to the consumer, not so much to the hospital, but uh, through pharmacy, et cetera. There are other elements like information management, uh, data analysis, things like that. Uh, but mm -hmm. these are the big chunks of the healthcare field. And what you see is that in every one of these steps, every one of these links, uh, there has been uh, mergers uh, and consolidation, because this is and still is, uh, at least in America, a fragmented industry uh, with, with many players at every step. And so you've had hospitals uh, merging uh, and forming yeah. partnerships sometimes uh, and creating larger entities because uh, they believe that the economies of scale matter. Uh, which is probably mm -hmm. true. So that not only happens with hospitals, but it happens with the pharmaceutical companies. It has happened with the insurance companies, and it happens with the drugstores. So you know you have uh, CVS and Walgreens are the big players, and then there are four insurance companies. There are a few hospital groups. Now, having done that consolidation inside of each of these links, uh, right. the next step is is what we're calling vertical mergers. Uh, that, that's the technical term because mm -hmm. it's part of right. the vertical chain. And, right. and this debate that's now happening uh, in, in Washington, also in the media industry between AT&T and Time Warner and, uh, and an antitrust suit against them, uh, is precisely about this. It's about whether we can treat the vertical mergers uh, in the same way as we treat horizontal mergers of companies uh, allying with, that, with another company just like them. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's what's happening. And it's a very interesting restructuring because how you change this chain will affect how our health gets taken care of right? and, uh, and how healthy we will be. And therefore, right. it's, a big, uh, it's a big consequential uh, remix. Now, you talk about horizontal, and one of the considerations in horizontal mergers is the antitrust implications. You get bigger and bigger and bigger, and now you start to worry about monopolistic uh, dangers. Mm -hmm. Vertical, maybe less of that. But there's another, I don't know if it, the, the term exists, but uh, diagonal merger. For instance, the Amazon Berkshire Hathaway JP Morgan merger that's mm -hmm. being uh, set up, that's neither horizontal nor vertical, really. It's, it's creating yeah. a whole new business entity. Do you see that in other yeah. uh, sectors as well? Yes. Well, I, I'm delighted that you have the idea of the diagonal because I almost put that in my book. <laughs> I do think that there is a third kind. I'm not sure whether the Jeff Bezos, Jamie Dimon, uh, Warren Buffett merger is like that because we don't know yet enough about it. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I've commented on it. I have a blog on it, but uh, we don't really know the details of what they're going to do. Uh, but but what I do think about is sometimes uh, you you are uh, dependent or interdependent or codependent with another company that is not a supplier. Mm -hmm. It's right. not a buyer, so it's not part of the vertical chain, and they're right. also not part of your, uh, you know, your industry. You're not competitors, therefore you're not part of a horizontal chain, but you're part of the same stack from a technology point of view. You all your pieces have to add together, and the and the prime example of that, which we can learn from, is Intel and Microsoft. Now, this uh, is an old story. We, we, you and I go back, maybe we remember when Intel and Microsoft started. I do. Remember, Intel does not give, uh, supply the chips to Microsoft or vice versa. What they do is they both are complements. And they're right. complements that sell uh, into the market for, you know, for computer hardware and software. And they are highly dependent on each other. That's why we call it Wintel. And this <laughs> Wintel, right. uh, and we call it Wintel, but, but they're not one company. 
And they actually don't really have a formal alliance, uh, as we might think of it, a strategic mm -hmm. partnership. They have a relationship. And so uh, that's not a merger, and it's not vertical, and it's not horizontal, but it's a diagonal uh, part of, uh, of the industry that's also, I think, subject to the same kind of uh, deals that we see in the other parts. I think one of the things that I'm seeing, at least, is that there are companies that are coming together almost like mashups. Well, they're called yeah. that. And are... Are you seeing more bigger deals that you could almost call mashups too? Pam, we're on the same wavelength because mashup was the alternative title that I didn't choose for my book, but it's the same thing. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so I call it remix. Mashup is another way of thinking about it. Uh, and, and I think essentially what companies are doing is look what's happening to uh, Dow and DuPont. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we, we look at these large companies, not because everybody, you know, is a CEO at such a large company, but if you're running a small company or a medium company in the chemical industry, you have to know, and you do know, uh, what's going on with Dow and DuPont. So let me, let me tell you what's going on from a mashup point of view. Basically, they mashed up the two companies, right? They merged them. These are huge, uh, you know, a huge combination of uh, the two largest American chemical companies and plastics and materials. And the next thing, they're going to do a backflip because they're going to split it into three now. So mm -hmm. this is a, a merger in order to then split back into three in a reorganized way. So the, the, the pieces of the puzzle, after they're merged, they're going to be reassigned, if you will, uh, to new spinouts. And that single deal, or I guess a couple of multiple deals is involved in that, uh, that single event uh, tells you a lot because restructuring and remix is not only adding pieces together, it's also breaking pieces from each other. It's mm -hmm. also spinouts, and it's also... Uh, you know, uh, basically breakups and, and, uh, of assets that, that don't belong together. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. whether you're in a large company or a small company, uh, I think the lesson to learn is always be on the lookout for two things, for assets that you can add to your existing assets or capabilities and resources that you can add to yours so that it becomes more powerful. And sometimes you do that by buying, sometimes you do it by a strategic partnership. And the other part is look at assets and capabilities that you don't need, that you don't think are going to be part of your competitive advantage going forward and find ways to basically sell those to other people who do care about them uh, or uh, find ways to let those businesses run on their own. So these restructuring moves that you can see in the Wall Street Journal on the first page because they're called Dow and DuPont, those restructuring right. moves are available, accessible, doable, by companies, you know, from uh, 10 million up. Uh, yeah. And I think it's a useful lesson to see what the big guys are doing. So the more we stretch our imaginations, the more we can come up with novel ways of creating new value. And that's based on having a strong sense of purpose. Yes. Because the why of what our company is even about is going to inform the what of what we do. So... I think about the importance of what you're talking about, Ben, with understanding what these large deals are doing, why they exist. We may not even understand it completely. You know, we're not inside the boardrooms, but what we can see is how it's impacting us. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah I think that's a, that's a good point. Uh, I think it it's affects uh, anybody who is selling into these markets. So if you're selling into the pharmaceutical market or the uh, toiletries market or cosmetics market and, and you know, CVS, those things, uh, that, that's your buyer. That's your buyer mm -hmm. making those changes. Uh, right. Similarly, if you're selling into lots of other retail stores, if you're selling, if you're a supplier to Whole Foods, then the merger with Amazon is going to affect you. 
Now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure which way, depending on what kind of supplier and what strategies they have, right? Uh, but uh, clearly that particular merger depends. So what we're seeing in the, what I call the, the part of the world, you know, how we buy things, uh, yes. where we shop, how we shop, uh, this, this digitization uh, trend has, uh, you know, has continued. It started a while ago. And so uh, the, the, the standard retail operation in a mall uh, is, you know, going the way of, of yesterday. And, and, and online uh, purchases and online buying, online goods, uh, services, digital goods, uh, production of uh, things that are basically all digital, uh, those, mm-hmm. those are increasing. And, and if you are a seller in that space or, or, or an inventor in that space, uh, you are very interested in these mergers that take place between the big players, whether they be supermarket or retail chains uh, or Amazon. Amazon mm-hmm. is the biggest... Uh, um, uh, probably, if you if you search for Amazon the disruptor, you'd find more more links <laughs> yeah. than anywhere else because exactly. everybody claims it's disrupting their industry. Uh, exactly. it's, it's it's the motivation used for uh, you know retail changes, for healthcare, for uh, data, all of those. Now, Amazon is not going to be able to do all of that, but we mm-hmm. don't know what it will be able to do, and we do know that uh, it has affected the retail channel uh, quite a bit. To me, Amazon is almost an inspiration because you say, well, if Amazon can go into almost every industry, what does that mean for me and my business? What does it mean for our clients? What does it mean for our friends? What can we do? If they can do anything, what could we do? And maybe it helps us to become even more visionary than we already are and to challenge traditional boundaries. And with that, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will talk more with Ben Gomez-Caceres, author of Remix Strategy, about three immediately useful ideas for creating new opportunities that are inspired by the big mergers so far in 2018. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. We focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum for game-changing results. And we're on the web at businessadvance.com. If you're finding this discussion useful, we invite you to download our free special report on a closely related topic, building powerful strategic alliances. We developed our findings and conclusions based on responses from senior executives in over 15 industry sectors. While strategic partnering is becoming more important than ever before, over half of the senior executives we surveyed were dissatisfied with the outcomes. Hmm. Find out why and what you can do to increase your return on your partnering investment. So learn more now by going to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 136, and scroll down to the resources section. Click on the link to download our Strategic Alliance report, and feel free to contact us if you have any questions. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Ben Gomez-Caceres, author of Remix Strategy, about what big mergers can tell us about new opportunities in 2018. Ben, can you remind us how people can find out more about you and your books? Yes, thank you, Pam. The book is called Remix Strategy, The Three Laws of Business Combination. It is published by Harvard Business Review Press. And it's available on Amazon and other bookstores. And uh, also there's that 
book as well as information on my website, www.remixstrategy.com. And be sure to go to growthignitersradio.com, episode 136, and scroll down under resources to find out more about Dr. Ben Gomez-Casaras. So Ben, we are at the third part of our episode where we talk about the three immediately useful ideas for creating new opportunities inspired by the big mergers so far. We wanted to zero in on something that people could do more more tangibly. Let's start out with strategy. How can we become more aware of the game-changing opportunities that exist through various types of business combinations? Uh, it's a great question, and, and I'm going to give you a simple answer. Read the paper is <laughs> my answer. <laughs> by, by, by that I mean, by that I mean, obviously, uh, everybody keeps up with stuff, right? But uh, right. there are so many sources of information now uh, about the, the remix, about the deals world uh, that are very insightful. Now, it takes time to pull aside time to do that, or thinking strategically, is a reflection. It's a reflective, not that you have to sit on a mountain by yourself and think, uh, but yeah. it is something that you, you pull out from your daily uh, business and the daily payroll needs uh, if you can find time. You need to have that in order to think strategically. And when you do that with yourself and with your colleagues, I think it's very useful to see what your competitors are doing. And I mean that there is a manager I, yeah. I once know who said, oh, my boss would always send me a clipping in the old days, a physical clipping saying, why aren't we doing this? Uh, oh. and, and now it, it doesn't mean you have to always follow what your competitors are doing, but it's worth thinking about why are we not doing this and how mm -hmm. are we different? And maybe we should do something like this, or maybe they have changed their position and now we need to change our strategy. So it takes this kind of stepping back from the day-to-day -day work, I think, to reflect on the moves that are being made and to distill from that the implication for, for your own strategy. That reminds me uh, very much of what we were talking about in the last segment with mashups yeah. and, and all these other kinds of things going into yeah. these other kinds of areas. So I like the idea of making sure that we're reading in enough different areas and uh, looking at resources. Are there any particular resources that you favor? Sure. In terms of actual uh, reading, yes, the, the ones that come into my box every morning uh, from Fortune, from New York Times Dealbook from Axios. These are mm -hmm. news uh, compilations uh, of, mm -hmm. of news. They always comment. They're usually one about deals. There's one about technology. There may be one about healthcare. Uh, I'm sure most of your listeners are doing that. And uh, what I would do is encourage uh, one to take the time to think beyond that and, and see what the implication is for, for your own business. Because what you read, you know, it, it works for another company or maybe not. Sometimes it's failures that we read about that's mm -hmm. actually more useful to learn from sometimes. Uh, but what we read about, you know, maybe a best practice somewhere else, but it, it's not necessarily a best practice for us. Yeah. And so everything that you see in terms of an Amazon or somebody else doing it, uh, the question is, how do we translate that to our own mm -hmm. strategy, our own company and culture? Absolutely. Absolutely. Adapting and not just adopting, as we mm -hmm. like to say. Yeah. And that goes to uh, new partners as well. You say, look at what people are doing to hook up. How can any leader discover less obvious but highly valuable partners in their ecosystem going where others are, may not be and so opening up areas where it's less competitive how can people do that to create high value m a deals or other types of business combinations mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a great question uh and and i think the way i think about it is that there's a, a lot of loud noise 
in every industry. There's a lot of things happening. And then yeah. there are smaller noises. I mean, have you ever tried to close your eyes and listen to the noises around you and ignore the loud ones and, and just look <laughs> for the small ones? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how you sometimes pick up a signal, which is a weak signal because it's not overcoming the noise. But if you pick it up and it, and it resonates with you, uh, then I think uh, you know, there may be potential there for some sort of combination or relationship uh, that will be different from the noise that you hear around you. Uh, so there are not many opportunities that are going to be so pristine and so without competition that, oh, once you find it, uh, there's a pot of gold. I, I don't yeah. think that's very mm -hmm. common. Uh, but there are combinations that may be out of the usual. Uh, and uh. so uh, being aware of different partners. I, I call it partners because sometimes it ends up being that you, that you merge and you become one. And sometimes you stay separate, especially if the other company or industry is quite different from yours. Uh, right. One of the things that we know about studying alliances over the last 30 years is that uh, strategic partnerships are often used to go cross-industry, much more than a merger might be used, which is a little mm -hmm. bit more uh, sort of within your own bounds. So right. if you can step outside your core, if you can reach outside your core uh, through these strategic partnerships, it takes, uh, in a way, identifying an uncommon partner. Um, and all of that doesn't happen without the reflection I talked about before in terms of strategy, because you, you, you can't go into those kinds of deals uh, without really uh, thinking about, as you called it earlier, your purpose, your goal, uh, and how that fits in, in, in your strategic position. I agree. One of the things that I've found useful, and I'd love your thoughts on this, is by going to conferences that might not be the usual conference that I would attend. And uh, there are so many times when people have to make choices about what groups, what associations, what events they attend, because there's enough in your own industry. But mm. what about going to a, an adjacent industry conference? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the the example we use in our university right now, uh, we were we we are proud and honored to have two of our scientists awarded with a Nobel Prize uh, two months ago. Uh, and, and and the way they came upon their idea that led to the Nobel Prize, they are in totally different departments and different fields, uh, is that they were basketball p partners. Uh, and through that, huh. they developed ah. a bunch of ideas that ended up being joint research uh, across uh, very widely different fields. So step across your boundaries. That's yes. what it is. Yes. Uh, what about creating winning business combinations? I mean, that is so much of uh, what you're all about. What is a foundational step to increase the value? And now we're going to say of any business combination. This is right. like the, the holy grail, right? The holy grail. <laughs> so uh, the holy grail, uh, you know, the book has, a, has a three laws. But, but I think bigger than that is what Mike Tyson is said to have said. Uh, that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The idea, obviously, is you need to have a plan, you need to think about this, and then you have to be flexible. Uh, and every business combination, every partnership, every merger uh, that I've seen and that and probably that exists uh, has gone through tremendous changes over time that were not foreseen at the beginning. And so when you get involved in a particular deal or partnership, uh, what you're doing is committing to uh, enter an, an, a changing uh, relationship that's going to always try to optimize uh, and improve what it does. Uh, and so uh, plan well, uh, but then be ready to throw the plan out. Okay. So related to that, what would you say about what the big mergers tell us about creating opportunities for 2018? 
and beyond, but especially for 2018? Right. So they, I think they tell us they tell us two things. Once they tell us that the world is changing dramatically. Maybe we knew that already. Uh, the second thing that they tell us is that you can change the world dramatically. And by that, I mean the actions that managers, companies, uh, uh, assets uh, take in terms of changing what they do and how they do it and who they do it with, what kinds of combinations they form, can structurally change the direction and future of any business. And in the end, it's profitable too. Well, Ben, thanks again for coming back to Growth Igniters Radio. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Ben. Great conversation. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 136. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with these questions to discuss with your team. How can we draw inspiration from the big deals of 2018 to expand our own strategy for increasing value for our company? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.